from the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a uh, very pleasant good morning to you. Welcome back. Took a little break here. Hope you enjoyed our, our chat with Howdy Mikowski. And now we're going to talk about some meat and potatoes kind of things uh, with Charles Nenner. Uh, we, we visit from Charles with Charles from time to time. He has a great website and service that he'll tell you about, charlesnenner.com. And for over 25 years, he's done independent market research for hedge funds, banks, brokerage firms, family offices, individuals. He has various monthly services that you can get involved with his um, um, algorithms that he has developed over the years and indicators to track things, uh, markets and what to do, and mark, you know, everything. So it's, it's very cool stuff because he works with uh, um, cycles, which is not just um, looking at stocks and seeing, well, whatever. Charles Nenner, welcome to the show. <laughs> How are you doing? Thank you. Great to be back. Nice to have you here. Tell, tell folks who are not familiar with your work how your, your algorithms, and uh, you develop these, and explain to them a little bit how they work. Well, I developed this because I did some research. It was part of a research group in, uh, when I was a medical doctor, and we're trying to find out if certain uh, psychosis happened to certain intervals and, and also all over the world at the same time, because maybe, as you know, or you don't know, uh, when it's full moon, a lot of women come in giving early birth. So you don't know how it works, mm -hmm. but you better have your staff ready. So the difference between an economist and somebody who is a doctor is uh, we don't have to understand everything. If the red pill is working, then we give you the red pill. An economist says, and long, as long as I don't understand it, I'm not going to use it. So when I was at Goldman Sachs, it was a very interesting uh, discussion. Uh, for instance, with Abby Cohen, if you still remember her, she says uh, during the market crash as well, the people are irrational, uh, but my, my system is correct. It says, but in the meantime, everybody's losing a shirt. So we came to the conclusion then that uh, there was a, a basic cycle in uh, in psychological uh, situations of, of the people all over the world. And then I saw a program, uh, I saw CNBC on television, and I heard the market goes up, the market goes down. You know, it didn't make much sense. So it says maybe it's the same underlying system. And the system says that things don't move at random. So once you accept that, now you have to find out. And what we, I found out, and first I did by hand, and then I built a logarithm, uh, you said 25 years ago, it's almost 40 years ago, I'm already wow. tired when I um, That now, uh, we have proven for 40 years that uh, the logarithm can find exactly the days of bottoms and tops. Not only that, we also found that if, if there's a movement in a financial market, let's say a stock goes up, then you know in advance how high it's going. So it has nothing to do with the news or whatever. It just seems it has to do something with the news. So now we know exactly the day and the week and the months of, of assets that we follow when the bottom is there, when the top is there, and what, what, what the price is of the bottom and what time is of the top. And that is what I've been doing because uh, in 2007, eight after the crisis, then Obama came and he thought what we did was too dangerous because we used it to... to to invest in yeah, the, the own money of Goldman Sachs. And so a lot of partners left, and I also left, and we started together. And mm. now it's my firm. And uh, we're doing it with very nice, very nice, well, wait, I thought amazing rate of return. Somebody wants to see it, goes to charlesnander.com, click on track record, and you see what we do on a monthly basis. Do you, can you gauge what kinds of uh, return your clients get in percentage? Do you have any? Well, last last year we were up like almost hundred uh, percent. What do you mean? Hold, hold on a second. Hundred percent return? Yeah. We were, it depends which which asset. We were forty five percent on gold. I remember ninety percent on the Nasdaq, two hundred fifty percent on the Bitcoin. I don't remember. And I think now, until now, from beginning of the year, we're up thirty five percent or so. It's all on the website. It shows every trade we did when we enter the trade and we exit the trade. Especially this time, it's important because you can almost not do something for the long term because everything is in the white trading range and you really have to, to know when to go in and when to go out. Do, do you actually give your clients specifics, um, dates, 
to get in and out and uh, specific stocks, for example, if one is in equities to buy and sell? Well, we mostly now work over the indices because when we're in a bear market and we're still in a bear market, you get a lot of surprises. And before you know it, the stock is, uh, you know, doing whatever. Right. So indices are more neutral. So we do it over the Nasdaq, the S&P, the Dow Jones, the FANG. We do the, the old European markets, the VIX. We do a lot. Um, and of course, we're given even even during the day. So we have intraday updates. You will, if you don't see it, you'll find it crazy. That can say at 10 minutes past nine, the S&P is at this level and we're going up till 15 minutes past two. And then we're at that level, then you take profit. So we have also in today's service, which comes up with the exact hour hmm. and exact uh, timing. It's all the same system. It's not, wow, it's, you know, what works or it works or doesn't work. So what works on a daily and a weekly basis also works on an, on an intraday basis. So over the years, you've actually, Charles, been able to look at these cycles. And how does free will come into this? If, if people have free will to do what they want, how do cycles interact with that and predict what they're going to do? Well, you can, you can only do this if you assume there's no free will. Now, you can assume they're on a, on a, on a, on a private level, maybe it's free will. Mm-hmm. But if the billions of, of dollars involved and, and, and I don't know, 100, 200, 300 million people, it neutralizes each other because they all run after the same news <laughs> and they all, they all influence each other. And don't tell me that if you're on a party and you tell them what stock you're going to buy and discuss it with your friends, that it's your free will. You get influenced and that neutralizes out the free will. Now, if there's free will, there's nothing to predict. So then also people, oh, I, I do it in a different way, uh, they can't predict anything because there's free will. So I have free will to to listen to you or buy something if I want, but you're talking about the, the consciousness of this reality called the financial world is doesn't really have it. They're, it's just a group think kind of thing. That's probably not well, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that uh, I was I was uh, not working anymore. I stopped working in the 90s. I sold my firm, which I had in the financial uh, tower in New York, uh-huh. and I, I was 15, 20 years in uh, in uh, in something else, mostly studying. And uh, before I went back, uh, they invited me for Bloomberg. I was one hour Bloomberg, and what I said is, it's not 20 years later, and I still hear the same nonsense as 20 years ago, and now it is 30 years later. And I still hear the same nonsense. And I give you an example because let's say you look at IBM and you're a fundamental analyst. Let's say we buy IBM at 130 and it goes to 180 and the numbers come out. Uh, does IBM come out with great numbers? Let's say the numbers are great and now what's IBM going to do? Well, the two things that can happen IBM can go up or can go down, right? Or nothing, but let's say up or down. So what you probably see is IBM goes up and the Wall Street Journal will write, well, people poured into IBM because they're doing great. Sounds reasonable, right? Mm-hmm. But now the cycle is down. So IBM still has great numbers, but IBM has to go down. So what does the, write, the Wall Street Journal write? IBM came down because people don't think they can do better next year. So even if you know the facts, if you don't know how the interpretation of the fact is, you still don't know what IBM is going to do. So all this, all these, this, this analysis doesn't doesn't help you because you don't know how the market is going to react. One, and you don't know which knowledge is already in the market. So, for instance, if you look at Fed funds and you look at my cycle of Fed funds, uh, there's nothing to listen to what the Fed is going to say because you already know what's going to happen. You know what the cycle does. Actually, if people are a little bit more involved, they can look in the markets what the Fed funds are. Like I, I mentioned it mm-hmm. because the last couple of days they show the Fed funds should be higher than we thought a week ago. And the insiders are not surprised. So the problem you have then is if the number comes out, did the market know it already or not? So it's all psychology. And what the cycle do is they predict, predict what the interpretation of the psychology is. So... Um so if one takes the idea that the Fed raising 
the interest rates on the Fed funds that they did again, you know, what, a couple of days ago or last week. Um, and this is not stopping inflation. Does, does this kind of talk or interaction of with the, if this happens, this will happen, does it even matter to you in your work? You don't care about that? You just... No, first of all, but the scary thing is the Fed doesn't seem to know. Of course. <laughs> I know. You know, it's not of course, because if you look at my system, we mm. can tell you when inflation is going to be half a year by the end of the year. And what they actually say is we we'll look for on a month-to-month basis how it's developing. So it seems they have no long-term outlook. I'm just, I'm just surprised. So they're part of the same, with respect, the same nonsense that Wall Street is doing. Like Greenspan, before he became part of the Fed, had never been successful as an investor or as a, as a consultant. And he is just part of the overall view. So don't see the Fed as a kind of a Freudian father figure hmm. who will save us. The only thing is you have to do your own work and not wait for them. And if you do your own work, you still don't know what's going to happen if you don't have the cycles because they can say exactly what you have figured out weeks ago, but you don't know how the market is going to react. So all things come down to what's going to happen in the market. And don't spend too much time why. I don't I don't spend time why things happen. I'm not interested. I only want to know what happens and when it happens. Give you one example. You probably heard about the uh, black swan theory, right? Black swan, was, that could be an event that doesn't happen very often but causes all kinds of problems, right? Right, and, and it's unpredictable, says right. the writer. Well, okay, so I deal with hedge funds and firms that still don't get it because they try to figure out what could be the next black swan situation? Is right. it going to be a war? Is it going to be a virus? Who knows what? I'm not interested. I just want to know when it happens. Who cares? We see later what happens. But they're so conditioned to think why it happens, they don't even think they should work on when it happens. So, so that's, you will, that's what your algorithms yeah. do in your work. You figured out how to know when it's going to happen, and you don't care why. You just don't care. Right. Something's going to come up. For instance, we won zero stocks six weeks before this virus thing started. Did you? I, I had no idea, but the system says this is going wrong. So we're zero stocks. Then everybody later says, oh, it came down because of the virus. And nobody understands that there's no connection. Something had to happen. Another example is interesting is, is, is we knew the war in Ukraine was going to start, not yeah. only because the war cycles are up, but because wheat prices showed that they're going to the roof. Now, why would wheat, wheat prices go to the roof? Because there's going to be a problem in Ukraine, which provides 50% of the world wheat. So you can, the cause and result, it can change around. The wheat price is going up. So what could lead to that? Well, probably an invasion of Russia. So your system, your algorithm showed that the wheat prices were going to go up before the whole Ukraine thing happened. You, you just knew it. You could... You could buy or sell wheat and make some money. Of course, but I have been on television 10 years ago, I think Fox, they were very interested in my war cycles yeah. because you can predict exactly the cycles work like clockwork when there is a new war. So here you have a problem with free choice. Uh, now I will tell you something that I have not said anything on television till now. But I think it's interesting now. So I was on Fox Channel CBC talking about war cycles. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, that moment, I was sitting in Jerusalem and came a delegation from Russia. And it says, Mr. Putin would like to see you. Really? And I said, well, usually for a Jewish boy, that's not good news. <laughs> but I'll come. <laughs> but I'll, and I went, I went there and had the interaction because he listens to what most people in the West thinks is, is unacceptable. Because the more you go to the East, you start with Russia, then you go to India, they're more, let's call it spiritual, or they believe in things that are not totally rational. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so, so he, for instance, can take a look, I have to finance the next war, but I can only do it if, if crude is up because I have to make money, right? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't start a war when crude prices are low. So if you want to know when he starts a new war or a new attack, you have to look at crude prices. <laughs> so it's not that it's not he attacked and that's why crude went up. No, crude is going up and that's why there's a new attack. But the, our leaders don't seem to think like that. I don't even if they know how to think, but they don't think like that. So it was interesting to go 
over there and I never spoke about it because you know it's like uh, but there's so much going on and uh, but nobody was listening hmm. they have no idea I, I'm surprised sitting here in, in Miami that everybody goes from work from day to day and nobody understands that at a certain moment it's too crazy you have a world war nobody opens his mouth when Biden says well maybe we should send F-16 we should send airplanes uh, so and nobody says so where's the line if we cross that line you know it's gonna it's gonna be explosion are we ready for nuclear war I never hear anybody be ready they don't even bring it up so so it's very scary the way that uh, that in the West we run uh, we run business over here so where do you think this Russian war is going I mean it doesn't feel like Putin is gonna stop anywhere no but I tell you honestly not because he was nice to me right you remember probably the Cuban crisis. Yes, I do. With the, peop the people who are younger than us, mm -hmm. uh, that Kennedy was prepared to have a world war because he didn't want to have rockets in Cuba. Right. And that was acceptable. But if Ukraine wants to put rockets from NATO, 100 miles to the Russian border, we say, oh, they should be allowed to do it. And I never hear anybody comparing these things. Then you have to say what Kennedy did was totally wrong, was irresponsible. It's exactly the same situation. Only ask for stay neutral. Just stay neutral. Don't come too close to us. And he explains that if you want to listen, he explains, listen, you don't understand Russia. We were hurt uh, by the First World War very much. Then we were by the Russian Revolution, then by the Second World War. We have a history like, ha-ha, they're afraid for nothing. No, they're really worried about the West because... Sure. And I sound yeah. I sound un-American, but I'm not American, I'm Dutch. <laughs> it's, I've been told that America in, in, in the last century has been involved in 15 wars. And Russia only in one war. And I'm, that was even, 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 wasn't their fault even. So what's going on with the, with, with the Americans? How many people did uh, Russia lose and with, the, with Hitler? How many? I mean, I don't know. Huge, I don't know, but I know that I, I don't know. With, with Stalin, they lost 45 million. 45 million people. Yeah, that's what I mean, Stalin. Wow. So, but as you know, almost 99% of the media, they're just totally don't have this. They don't understand what's going on over there. They just but don't, they don't. They don't. But they don't listen. I will, I will tell you something. I'm from Europe. The biggest SS, you know, SS, that was the, the, yes, the, the worst part of the Germans. Right. The biggest the biggest part of SS were Ukrainians. And most of the battalions in Ukraine are Nazis. Yes. And they're proud Nazis. So if he says we're doing we're fighting the Nazis, everybody why doesn't anybody check? Why does anybody say it's true or it's not true? We don't even address the problem. So we in Europe we look a little bit different to this whole occasion. The problem is you know, this is NATO, and the United States is a big brother, so mostly they do what the big brother says. But we all think that Biden blew up the, the gas line. He didn't care about the climate or whatever he did. Uh, and uh, it's, 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 they have no... The, the, the thing is, I don't even know how to say it. I have American friends, they know they don't learn history of the world. They have no clue. In Europe, where most of the wars and situations are... History and understanding is a big thing. Americans, maybe it's good for them if they're more naive, because what you have to listen to all this nonsense and to all this cruelty, but they cannot see things in a perspective. So I never heard anybody say, let's see what the points are of Mr. Putin. What he says, is it correct or it's not correct? Right. Never hear discussion like that. Never. So do you think the forces that are behind this whole Ukraine thing from a just from your perspective of being uh, European and obviously more aware than most, that they want, they're, they're, do they really think they're going to be able to just invade Russia and get rid of Putin? I mean, do you think this is their plan? I don't think they have a plan. Yeah. I, I, I have a, a firm that has a lot of people from Ukraine working for me, programmers, they're very good. Huh. It's it's terrible because sometimes they have no electricity and they, they tell me also today we're in a cellar and we can only come out at night so we cannot do the work right now. And I have very good inside information that most of the money, I think it's 40 or 50 billion that was given to Ukraine, never reached never reach where it came. 
All Ukraine knows that it's, it came into pockets of people who are in charge. And uh, yeah. Biden doesn't even ask for bookkeeping. Now, it seems that I'm anti-Biden. I'm not anti-Biden. I'm just stating some facts. Uh, why don't you know where the money is going? So it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable that you have people. I, I, they, I don't think they have a plan. They don't say when they stop. How much do you want a taxpayer to, to, to pay over there in Europe? If you want one funny example, it's funny, but it's very sad. I have friends who live now in Spain for half a year. So I says, what are you doing in Spain? Suddenly, he says, you know what? If we stay in a hotel in Spain, it's cheaper than being in Amsterdam in the winter and paying for the gas price to heat up the house. Hmm. Wow. So this is the people are not going to accept this forever. So I wonder when they had enough. How is it going to continue? Who's going to support you? Are there, we don't like to make profits off of bit dumb things, but it's, we have to make some profits and protect our money. Are there things our listeners can look at and think about uh, knowing what you know about what, where this war is going? Would it be oil or rare earth minerals and those kinds of things, natural gas? Yeah, but let me just go also in another direction, which most people don't know. There was the meeting in Davos, and since I have some people that I know that are some insiders over there, if you have no, if you would know what discussed over there, I give you just one minute, you'll be shocked. So you have heard about digital money, right? About, they talk now about yes, sir. digital money, right? Okay, and they have a plan. Let's say you have digital money, and you want to go on vacation. They can say, uh-uh, you were on vacation last year. It's not good for the climate. You cannot buy another ticket. You cannot take the money and and buy buy another another ticket. Or whatever you want to do. So the whole freedom is going away. That's that's worse than now we're going to talk about how you make some money, but you still want to have, have your money. But once the money is digital and they all agree there's going to be digital, they can, can control you totally what you're going to do with the money. If you do something you don't like, let's say you want to, you want to have five hamburgers a week, just making it up at five hamburgers. Well, you know, you're going to be overweight. It's going to cost society right. more money. You cannot eat more than two hamburgers a week. Or we see here that your cholesterol level is up because it's all intertwined with medicine, as you know. You're a doctor. This is where they're going. This is our control, total control. So we freedom folks, libertarians, if you will, or whatever you want to call us, we're going to have to somehow stay out of the system and not get involved with the central bank digital currencies and just being paper dollars, is this going to be the best way to go? Yeah, but they're probably going to take it away. Like there are countries <laughs> that I go to that you cannot pay a hotel anymore if it's more than $2,000. You cannot pay it in cash. Really? And Yeah, and if you come with a credit card to a machine, you cannot take out more than six or $700. Wow. That's already going on. Wow. So, so I never believed in all these these conspiracy theories, but now I get it from the highest level. <laughs> this is what they, no, this is what they decide. This is what uh, like it. So 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 uh, so now, how do we make some money? Well, we are trading up and down in 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 in, in markets. We do uh, the crude oil, natural gas, uh -huh. bonds, mm -hmm. gold, silver. Um, the best thing is, but not because I, I I want people to subscribe. You, if you go to our website, you get thirty days for free. You don't have to subscribe, and you can see how we do it. Um, there is a lot of money to be made, but if you don't know if crude oil goes up or down, or gold goes up and down, or the market goes up and down the next couple of weeks, and you have to listen to some pundits who say, I think the price earnings is too high, the price is not too high, or whatever, you almost cannot do it. There is no long-term long trades at the moment that are, are safe. No long-term trades at the moment that are safe? No. Because of just the debt and the war and the whole consciousness of the earth right now, what's going on? No, the the, the consciousness. I mean, the you know how many people get get uh, hurt on 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 gold and silver because it goes up, and then all the pun says, "Oh, we started the new bull market." Before you know, it is down a hundred dollars again. Yeah. And the crude oil is the crude oil is also very volatile. Um, what do, what do people do? They listen to the television. How do they know if crude is going up or down? You hear a rumor, but everybody knows that rumor. So here you go, what I said. Was it already in the price or not? You cannot just, just go open a television and make money. It doesn't work like that. It's a very academic uh, system. 
if you believe in in uh, artificial intelligence at all then you should look at what we do because that's artificial intelligence like you have chess computers that beat the grandmasters these days have no chance and these computers they teach themselves you don't have to teach them anymore so if you believe in all that stuff then you should look in what we do and not say how can you know it you really check out if it's possible <clears throat> if you believe that computers cannot think or cannot think better than a person which they can because it takes out emotions a computer is not emotional so that already doesn't bother him you know then it's worthwhile in seeing how it's being done mm-hmm. folks uh, charles has uh, these uh, emails that go out one or two times a day and i played around with oil using these for a few years and made some money and I don't know how he does it, but, you know, he tells you, you know, it's a buy. How does it work? Like you tell folks it's a buy as long as the dog goes above this, and then, then it goes back to a sell. And- well, first of, all, first of all, maybe remember we showed them the cycle. So it's not something we make up. We mm-hmm. show them what the cycle looks like. Mm-hmm. The cycle says on Thursday the, the crude oil bottoms. And we still want to have a confirmation. So if crude oil is at, let's say, 73 the cycle bottoms, but we won't have a confirmation if it gets above 74. Then we get an upside price target, let's say, of 80. So what we have now is we've got a cycle low and a price target is 80. So now it's a very simple trade you buy when it goes above 74 and you sell at 80. Hmm. Pretty simple. Very simple. But 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 everybody will say, I heard this, you know, I don't believe in this, okay? As much as the people don't even look uh, free for 30 days. So it says, don't you want to know how the big funds are beating you and the big firms are beating you? And the interesting thing is, if you would have a friend that says, I give you a tip. Uh, I'm managing director of Goldman Sachs. Let me give you a tip what you should buy. You listen, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So this system made all the profits for, for their own investments of Goldman Sachs. And now you don't want to listen. It's the same thing as when I was a medical doctor. People listened when I had a white coat, but when I'm sitting with my family, <laughs> the, the ants know much better. Nobody has my opinion because I'm a doc. What does he know? He doesn't even have a white coat. He's on the first day part. Do you understand? So people can go yeah. to charlesnenner.com and do a 30-day free test, trial. Yeah, free trial. Test it out and see and look at the markets and, and see what's going on. We got some emails for you, and we're going to do those. Oh. Uh, stay right there. My name is Patrick Timpone with Charles Nenner, charlesnenner.com. Uh, fun stuff and uh, a nice way to protect your 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 money and so you don't lose it. Um, we like this, um, this experience here. Oh, where is it? I lost it here. This is really a cool technology that we're doing. It's called X3, and you can... Uh, use this home gym system. It's using latex bands. So you see in this case he's doing a, I think he's doing a um, a bicep curl. So he's standing on a plate and you know, this big latex band and then you, and you do it for about 15, 20 minutes a day and they have, uh, they show you exactly how to do it and you do different body parts and every day then you do the next body parts and it's a very, uh, interesting system where you could build muscle very quickly. I've been doing it for about, I don't know, three or four months now, and I'm actually, I have more muscle today, my arms and chest and everywhere, than I've ever had. And uh, I came into my body in 1946, and you can build muscles when you're 112. It doesn't, you know, that whole age thing is all made up. Anyway, it's called X3. You can look for this on the, on the website of One Radio Network, and I think you'll really like it. You can uh, finance it over six months or 12 months. It's only about $500. And the way they have it up with these bands that you'll, you'll be able to use this system literally for a lifetime, literally for a lifetime, because that's, uh, and just, it all goes with the strength of the band. They, they lay it out for you. You're not going to get hurt. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And I think you'll really like it. It's X3 on OneRadioNetwork.com. There's a lot of folks that uh, look at this um, financial world and say, well, the, you know, the central banks are just going to keep printing more money. Digital currencies, 
and inflation and the whole thing, and they like to get gold and silver, and that's a way to hedge against inflation. Uh, we don't recommend that you do this if you want to just, I need to get a drink of water, hold on. Excuse me. We don't recommend you buy numismatic coins because of the of the spread that you have to pay to buy the numismatic coins, like $20 gold pieces and, you know, those kinds of things. You know, a couple thousand dollars for some of these coins. Thinking that, well, gold's going to go up in, in the next two or three months. You know, I got Charles' thing. and you, know, you don't want to do that because that's not the way to do it. We recommend to buy gold and silver coins and hold them because there's a good chance that gold could be a whole lot higher a year from now or two years from now or three years from now and maybe sell it. I don't know. Uh, inflation in the 70s, gold was $35 an ounce, I think, in the early 70s, and it, it came up to 850 while interest rates were 15%. Charles probably remembers that. I remember those days, and people sold their gold and bought treasury bonds at 15% and did pretty well. I don't know if that whole thing is going to replay itself. We'll, we'll ask Charles what he thinks. But we like gold and silver coins, uh, uh, Fred's. A, I've known Fred for 25 years. His company is U.S. Coin Capital, 800-878-2646. 800-878-2646. U.S. Coin Capital. Good company. He's not going to try to sell you a bunch of stuff that you don't need. Before we go back to Charles, we have the professional quality air, affordable uh, air doctor. It's on sale right now on our website. This is a very intuitive little RTD2 looking thing and it actually speeds up the fan when you when you cook something that has a lot of smoke or smell like bacon. We, we, we like bacon around here. It's very interesting. It's an intuitive air filter and it, uh, it goes up and down with the speeds uh, just intuitively and it's very quiet generally unless it's kind of trying to get something out. And it's on sale right now on OneRadioNetwork.com it is the uh, Air Doctor Air Filter on One Radio Network. So check it out. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. We have the honor to talk to Charles Nenner from time to time. CharlesNenner.com been doing this for a very long time. Do you remember those days when gold went from up to 850, remember, in the 70s? No, no, because I was still uh, in medical school and ah. then a medical doctor. Ah. And it's, it's just because I was was waiting to specialize and I had to wait for two years. And somebody says, well, with your research, why don't you go to Merrill Lynch? So I went into Merrill Lynch, <laughs> just, you know, like, I can do this. And I still remember, can you give me some money so I can buy some new, sho- new shoes? Because it was really terrible situation financially. Wow. So that was before my. T- of course, I know it, but I haven't. I wasn't there. I wasn't uh, conscious of it. Yeah. So where is this inflation going? Do you think? I mean, what, what's your best guess? Where, how it's going? Well, I guess two questions. Where do you think it's going, and what would make it stop? If they're just going to create more and more money, why would it even stop? Well, you remember? You see how everybody is always thinking like that. I don't know what's going. I don't even know what's going, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know why. And it's it's going up in waves. So we had the first wave. I thought I had a target of 12%. It almost hit it. It definitely hit it in Europe. In Holland, it was even up to 17%. Wow. And wow. now it's it's uh, it's going, like I would say, in the market and trading range until the cycle's bottom. And then it picks up again. Uh, it is going to be like you mentioned in the 80s. It's going to be hyperinflation. You can see uh, we sent out couple of years ago the 30 year and 60 year bond cycle wow. and wow. it bottomed and it's going to be up for 30 years so for 30 years we're going to have not every week it's going up and down but in the end we're going to have much higher rates if it's going to get to 15 60 percent it's very possible wow wow you could get that high again like it did in the 1981 was it 15 percent yeah. i think yeah it's great yeah yeah so I don't know. It could be a war. Could be a virus again. We'll go again. Could be money printing. Uh, but this thing with gold is not so simple because we have a war, mm-hmm. we have inflation, and gold gold doesn't go up. Yeah. 
So why? Why? Because cycles still did not bottom. So you can have could have lower inflation and cycles bottoming, and then suddenly everybody's going to buy gold. Where's the gold cycle right now? It's gonna. It's uh, it's. Uh, we got two cycles. The short-term cycle is down until the first or second of March, and the big cycle is down until May. So, in order to see really the new bull market, which should give us a gold price of at least two and a half thousand, you have to wait till May. And the rest is it's a trading range, so you have to follow the research and know when the cycle tops and when it's bottom. But short term, uh, the gold price is under pressure until the first days of March. So it's it's actually possible gold could do be twenty five hundred in March. No, 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 no. It's going down. The cycle is down oh. until March. Until oh, March. But that's what that's the short term cycle. But also weekly cycles, which are more important than daily cycles, and they are down into May. Oh, to May. And as long as as long as longer term cycles are down, you don't get really a good move up. But of course, everything's subject to change, right? This this is what no, you no? no, no, it's not to change. And this this these things. No, it's like a, a law of nature. It doesn't change. <laughs> so you you're thinking gold in the twenty five hundred range in May and June? No, starting, starting. Oh, starting. Okay, starting. Starting. Yeah. And, and the amount of time it takes to get to that number is, um, you don't know that right now. Yeah, at least at least two, three years I saw. But okay. we can, if we hit if we hit my price of 2500 we can get a higher price target. All right, All right. So, so this inflation, tell me what you're seeing here with inflation. Inflation. Well, if you want to, if you want to be exact, I see inflation picking up a little bit for the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. not much. Then continue in the trading range, and then a couple of months it goes much higher again. Ah. And again, maybe if talk about inflation, you can understand because it's all how people look at the future. If for one day everybody will start talking, well, how about inflation? Oh, maybe inflation is going up, then it really goes up. Yes. So it's not the facts again; it's how they think about the facts. Yeah. So then, uh, bonds, uh, treasuries—they go up in in tandem with inflation, right? No, they, not always, because they can be, be moved before the inflation comes out. Because mm-hmm. insiders know, also if they don't use my system, they know what's going to happen. So they might, you know, the the, the room it says buy the rumor and sell the facts. Uh, so it's the other way around. Also, sell the rumor and buy the facts. So they might sell the bonds. And once everybody knows that every small investor is going to sell, oh, inflation goes up, and then the big one starts buying. Can you ask? Here's an email for you. Can you ask Charles what he thinks about bail-ins for brokerage accounts and not just savings or checking accounts? Bail bail-ins. Do you have any theories on that? I don't understand the question. Bail-ins would be where the banks or the um, the savings accounts will go in and take your, you know, take your money because they're having a hard time bail-ins. And he's oh. wondering if if he thinks that this could brokerage accounts as well. I tell you honestly, my my opinion is not of much value. Again, I'm a simple guy. I can tell you when something goes up, how much it goes up, <laughs> and when it goes down. No, seriously. I know, I know. That's why you do it. I, I, just, I wish I could answer, but it's not something that I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, since you're from that area, what, what's going on in Europe? If we can get away from cycles for a minute, just big picture with um, Europe and their relationship to Russia compared with the United States' relationship with Russia. Well, to be honest, they're just running after after United States. Germany like- runs a bit a bit later. You know, in the end, they give in uh, what the United States wants because again. The biggest budget of the NATO is what the United States pays. Maybe you remember they were laughing laughing at Trump when he says everybody has to pay 2%. And he was totally right because now actually they want to pay more than 2%. And when he says don't uh, don't trust the pipeline with Russian gas, they laughed at him and he was totally right because now they have no Russian gas. Um, So there is some reality testing and everything. But since it's the NATO who stands against Russia, Mm -hmm. 
they run after what United States says. They they kind of sure. disagree, but in the end they do it. Do, do, do you think that China, Putin and Xi are are on opposite ends of the Davos crowd? No, the poor country, listen, you look at what happens in the First World War, Second World War, they're creating pacts together. So now what you'll have soon is you got Russia, China, China uh, North Korea, and, and Iran together right. against the West. Yeah. And what I might say is, the, what is the stupidity is that I hear the so-called pundits say in Washington, well, we're dealing with a nuclear Korea, we can also deal with a nuclear Iran. The only difference is Korea is afraid to get killed and the Iranians are happy to be killed. So how do you deal with an enemy that's happy to die? Oh, because of their I whole religious thing, their whole religious thing, right? Yes, and you never hear that. No. So I'm flabbergasted that nobody, I don't know what's going on in the West, uh, but if you mention it, you're not politically correct. Yeah. So you can't, you can't mention it. We've been looking at different countries. It seems that Saudi Arabia and even Iraq, they're going to get off of the, the whole dollar thing. I mean, this could be troublesome for the for the U.S. dollar, right? Now, well, I have to explain something to you. Okay. When the euro, was, the euro was sky high, even the recording artists suddenly want to be paid in euro. Mm -hmm. And now that the dollar is a bit weak, they want to get out of the dollar. But when the dollar goes up again, they go into the dollar. So it always happens when something hits the top or hits the bottom. They're like small investors. Oh, the dollar, maybe we should go in a different currency. So but, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about that. But the dollar, no, it's not. It's pretty strong. Isn't it the strongest currency out there even right now? Yeah, but the buying, yeah, but the buying power really collapses. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So, so, so I understand what they're saying. I don't know if it's a rumor or not. For me, I heard it from some hedge funds that I work with, but I don't know what the value of that information is. What was the rumor you've heard? The, uh, what you said about Saudi Arabia. Oh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're getting off there. Yeah. So, uh, big picture, how do you think cryptos are going to play into this? Um, uh, do you do your cycles on cryptos and on Bitcoin? Well, like I said, last year, you can look it up. We have every trade on the track record. We're up 250% wow. in crypto. Wow. The crypto is the easiest market because it's not being, a, being bothered by any fundamental news. How much real news do you hear about crypto? Nothing. Yeah. So it's all emotions. So all the cycles do is they tell you when the crypto goes up and down. <laughs> we do it on Ethereum. We do it on Bitcoin. It's the easiest market uh, to trade. So we even have a special subscription that is half of the price for people who only do Bitcoin. Wow. Wow. So, and, uh, so cryptos are more based on greed and fear than any of the other ones? No, but you, you can have sometimes a, 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 a crazy news item that bounces right. for a couple of hours. Right. Uh, but not with Bitcoin, because what kind of, uh, you, you know, there are no, no, no uh, uh, quarterly numbers, there are no, uh, you know, profit margins, there's nothing. This is an interesting question from Gerald. Does your guest believe that the powers that be, or are, or were, he put in parentheses, are going to allow Bitcoin to stay alive forever? You see what the interesting thing is? That nobody asked the question, which day is Bitcoin going up and how much is going up? Again, that's what I can tell you. These, <laughs> these, I have no answer for these things. Why doesn't anybody ask me a specific question? You can do very well. So that's very interesting. The mindset is still different. I understand. Yes, it is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of people, so I'll ask you, not a lot, but quite a few that you'll see around the internet, web and blogs, that are, are predicting some big market crashes uh, this summer. Does your system talk about that? What do you think? Stock well, market. first of all, if you if you look at these people, check out how many times because they talk about crashes for so many years, right? And see how how often they were correct or not correct. And then the third thing is, show me how you do it. I watch I watch because I want to learn a little bit what what clients listen to. So I watch Fox uh, yeah. Business, NBC. Nobody ever says how it gets to the results. I feel like we're overboard. What do you mean I feel like overboard? <laughs> and then 
And if you tell them, what do you think the market's going to do? He says, well, they always said what happened in the past. Well, for the last three months, we haven't been weak. And I don't know exactly what nobody knows. It always answers what nobody knows. Hmm. So actually, we have no competition because we say we know. We don't say nobody knows. <laughs> okay, so the, I don't think it's going to be a crash, but uh, soon the market is going down again. So we have been in zero stocks, only trading the the, 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 the trading range, but we do, still don't own any stocks. The last stock we owned was Apple, and we sold it a week ago. Hmm. So you know it's going down. You just don't know how long, how far, or how fast. Yeah, we know, but I don't want to publish that yet because, okay. you know, it's in suspense. But we know how low it's going, and we know when the low is going to be. Hmm. Let me put it this way. Most of this year, you have a weak market. Hmm. But people that have all of their money in their 401ks in equity and they're listening today or this week, whenever, to this podcast in February 2023, how could they gauge how long it would come back? Uh, you know what I mean? If Before they could get back to where they were if it goes down a lot. I, I, well... As, as they say, is if a market goes down 50%, it has to go up 100% to get back where you were. Right, right. That's and a I lot. think we'll, we'll, well, we'll go down at least from the top 50% until it's over. So now you have to go up 100%. Um, and mm. then you have to look at long-term cycles, which we have. And then we can tell you how long it takes to get back where you were. The best thing is to get out at the high and to get out at the low. But nobody tells you what the high and the low is. So you have to work with cycles and with price targets. Um, before the market turned down, we were out, I think, in, in, in October, November of 21. And so we didn't have any, any problems. And then, of course, people who don't listen, they says, well, I'm down at 20%. What should I do? And then I don't have an argument because if I say sell now and it goes up 10%, you're unhappy. And even if it goes down 30% after that, so I get into a difficult situation. Hmm. So I only can say when the top and when the bottom is, even short-term intraday, but that has to be followed exactly. So if it's in something called in my website called Dr. Nana's note, which means is when you buy, you buy when it's a cycle low and when it's a buy signal. Mm -hmm. And the, prob the problem is that people who are new Say, well, it gives a buy signal, a cycle. Let's let's see if it works out. And now it's up 10%. Yeah, it works. Let's go long. And then it's too late. So when, when things look the worst and the cycle bottoms, that's why things look very bad. You have to buy when the cycle bottoms. Not wait, oh, it's going to come through. Let's wait a little bit. And then I go in. Which emotionally is very difficult, especially on the other side of the equation. If if stock, stock goes up and up and up and up and say this is the price target, well, maybe get another couple of percentages. And then before you know it, something happens and the thing uh, collapses. So you have to be very strict and not emotional. Hmm. If folks are in a retirement accounts, can they get in and out of those if they get your system and get out at the good time and wait? Can you get in and out of those or how does that work? Do you know? I have no idea. You have no idea. Hmm. I'm sorry, I'm not much help. No, Again, it right. sounds funny, but I can tell you if it goes up and down and when it goes up. <laughs> I can tell you what it's going to do. <laughs> I, yeah, but for the rest, I don't know. Huh. But what you what you can do is you work a lot with the VIX. For people who don't, that VIX is the volatility index. So if the market goes down, the VIX goes up. So if you have an IRA or whatever you have, and you want to hatch a little bit, you can, when we give a buy signal on the VIX, you can buy some VIX, and then you're covered if the market goes down, and you don't have to do anything else. You can keep your stock. Oh, I see. You, hedge your, you can hedge your bets yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Also, it's much better because otherwise you have to pay capital gains and it's complicated, and you understand? See, yeah, when you buy and sell like that, yeah. Yeah. When your clients get out of the market like you had them do not long ago before it starts going down, do they just sit in cash generally or do you care what they do or do they ask you? No, well, the, the, the question is if you have people who don't like to trade. So we have a subscription for, for regular research and for intraday. Um, so if you don't like to trade, it depends your horizon. Uh, because uh, uh, people say, well, it's going up now for six months, I'm going to play that. Or people say, it's not going up for two years, I'm going to stay out. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but like you look at the track record, 
it's it's worthwhile of, of using the system uh, and and do some some uh, some investing also shorter term a couple of months long of a couple of months short and then make a nice rate of return although everybody's losing a shirt uh, the the uh, CPI numbers came out this morning didn't they didn't they come out uh, I think yeah, yeah. today yeah. And, um, so I so I wrote so I wrote in my uh, research. I don't know if you saw look at yesterday. Don't expect a good CPI because the uh, the cycle on the Goldman Sachs index is up. So you don't have to listen to uh, to all the pundits to say the the the, the rents up or the car car sales is down or who knows what. You just look at the cycle and then if the cycle is up, so that's why CPI was a bit higher than expected. Mm-hmm. So you can preemptive already the market because you know what the CPI direction is going to be. Well, that's pretty fun. I'm I'm on Charles Netter, Charles Netter dot com. Charles, I'm looking before you go. I'm looking to tell folks what they can do. They have uh, you have a free thing for a thirty day trial, right? Then you right. got uh, somebody that just into crypto. They can buy a yearly thing or a monthly thing. Or yeah. The basic. They have a yearly thing. And what's the difference between the basic and the plus? I think the plus is it plus intraday. Intraday. That's if people are really going to be at their computer um, going crazy, right? Buying and selling. Yeah, Boom. but not only that. The update is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday we show the charts. Uh, so you have to wait sometimes two days for an update. Mm-hmm. And if you have the intraday, you know it within the hour. On the crypto service, uh, which which uh, cryptos do you do? All uh, the top top three or four, or what do you do? No, we do Bitcoin and Ethereum because we need uh, good data, and we need a bit longer term data. So every time they come out with a new crypto, I need at least ten years of history for the cycles to come out. Here's an email from Brian. He's in Oregon. How high does Charles think Bitcoin and Ethereum are going? And will there be a big drop before that happens? Also, does he like any other cryptocurrencies long-term besides those two? Thank you. So I only deal with Bitcoin and Ethereum. Ethereum. And this not because I want to be difficult, but I need the exact question. How do you think how it's going? You mean the next 40 years or the next 10 years? You understand? I can't answer that. Ah, yeah. I can only answer if it goes up now, how high it goes up before it goes down and how many months it goes down. You're working on these cycles again, right? <laughs> yeah. So I know people say, oh, Bitcoin goes to 200,000. And I've dealt with these people. And ask, can you show me how you get there? And nobody has any idea to show me how to get there. They just throw out something. You're like, sure. total nonsense. Yeah, of course. It's going to be 100,000. You hear it all the time. You yeah. hear it all yeah, the time. Yeah, but not in my lifetime. So maybe I might, <laughs> my grandchildren will say grandfather was right in the end. You understand? <laughs> oh, Grandpa Charles was right. Yeah. Yeah. But there is something to the idea that, in theory, there's only a limited amount of bitcoins, right? There is, if they if they stick to that. That's that's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting, but I cannot give you an opinion. Hmm. I can only tell you if it goes up or down and how long <laughs> it's up and down. No, serious. I know, I know. I'm laughing, but I know you're. I, I understand. Because because we all know that it's limited. So how come it came down from almost seventy thousand to fifty thousand? Right. We all had that. We all had that. I don't know. We all had the information. So, actually, so obviously, that information doesn't help us to invest. Here's an email from Anna. Hi there. I'm I'm new to investing, and don't come from a family that educated me on anything relating to the stock market. Welcome so, to the club. So yeah. <laughs> so from, so what I've learned, it seems like options are going uh, going good for the new young cash strapped investor. When Charles is talking about getting in or out of certain stocks and specifics, it seems like he also is a fan of options. Can Charles talk more about uh, options? Seems like the implications is this where some of his expertise is. Tell folks what options are. Well, let me give an example of how I explain options. Okay. If you go in a neighborhood and you see a house for sale for a million dollars, right? And you would know. (laughs) <laughs> that in, in a couple of months, it goes to $2 million. Well, you put on $1 million, you get two, you made 100%, right? Yes. 
Okay, now if you go to uh, 10 of these houses and you tell the people, listen, I like to have an option. It's only valid for three months and I pay you 10% of what you're asking for, a million dollars. If it doesn't go up for three months, you can keep my 10% down oh. payment. Mm -hmm. But now I have 10 buildings that I can buy with $1 million. So if it goes to $2 million, right? So I made 10 times a million dollars. But the option only is, is valid for three months. So if you know the timing, like we know, then you can work with options. Because if you know for sure that it goes up within three months, you can make a killing. But if you don't know the time horizon, when it's going to happen, you can sit on an option as is, it seems that 90% of the people who buy options are going to expire worthless. So if you don't have your timing, it's, it's, not, it's very difficult to play with options. Hmm. But in, with your service, you can help people on the timing. That's what you do. Right. So if I say in, in two days bottoms and it goes up for three weeks, then you can buy an option. Even three weeks is long enough. But you have to know that from this and days going up, not buy an option, listen to the television. Well, maybe IBM is going up. It looks good, etc. Then you cannot work with an option. You have to have exact information. Mm -hmm. Another email. Since you have a program that tells you tops and bottoms, do you short the market after you've gone going long? Have you done after you're done going long? Well, a lot of my people clients go short. Um, I don't short the market. I just tell them a buy signal when it's going up when it's going down. Some people buy stocks. Some people buy futures. Some people buy options. Some people buy ETFs. I don't know how they do it. That's not what we do. I just tell you what's going to happen, and mm -hmm. then you can figure out what you do. But you say you personally don't short the market. No, personally, I don't trade stocks, and there's a very strange situation <laughs> over here because, no, I tell you why, because okay. the Security and Exchange Commission years ago was involved in this and says, you might be maneuvering over here. You might buy IBM uh -huh. and then all, all your clients to buy IBM. And I says, well, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't need it, so I'm not going to do it. So I'm not going to be accused of, of manipulating the market. And even if I manipulate it, if I don't make any profit, they're not angry at me. So I didn't realize, yeah, you got to be careful with that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, before we go, this is a great one. I should ask you, Cynthia, what does your guest think about this whole FTX fiasco that happened? Do you have any opinions on that? Well, I have opinions. The same thing happened with Madoff and other situations. When, when nothing major happens in markets, People are undercover. I'm sure there are a lot of situations, all kinds of markets that we don't know about. Mm -hmm. But when something crashes, suddenly they cannot hold it together anymore, and then you find out that the things were not honest. Uh, so that uh, that happened in, in, in stocks that uh, in companies that went to zero. Uh, what was the what, in the year 2000? What was the name of the company uh, that went to zero? One of the high flyers uh, sure. because the books were. The books were not correct, but nobody found out because everything was making a profit. So I'm sure there's a lot going on under the surface in all kinds of asset classes, but you don't find out because as long as there's no crash, they can hold it up together. Yeah. The, the, if it's not, if it's not, uh, I would say kosher. Yeah, kosher. That's, that's, that's a good word. That's I like word. <laughs> kosher. Yeah. Charles, when I was a kid, it was people talked about buying stocks and just holding them for their kids, right? They would buy General Motors or IBM or whatever. Do you think those days are gone where, I don't know, it looks like something like Apple, you could buy and just hold on to it forever and it's probably going to be, I mean, who knows, but do you know what, you know what I'm asking? Are, are those days gone where you could do that? Well, you remember AT&T was a high flyer? I remember, yeah. Well, well AT&T, I don't know, I haven't looked at it, what is it, $20, $21? Yeah, it's gone. And a now. lot of, yeah. There have been a lot of changes in the Dow Jones because companies lost the value and they had to replace them in the Dow Jones. And one more observation, if you look at IBM, before the crash of 1929, the, the buying power was more than it is today. <laughs> so you can have a stock, but the buying power is going to be half of it, so you didn't make any money. Yeah. You have to be a bit active, uh, but you should be happy already if, you, if you, your family leaves you some stocks. Don't complain. That should make you happy. <laughs> right. But you just have to know. 
the what the buying power is and you know uh and like i said some stocks disappeared already so uh and at&t didn't disappear but i think it was 80 and now it's 20 or so so what do you what do you do with it it's it's different it's not that easy buying power what's your what's the definition of buying power well they have this thing with the mcdonald's i think right. they go in, in the world and they see how much do you pay for mcdonald's okay so i, I guess see. for and then for a dollar maybe once you could buy three mcdonald's and now you can even buy a quarter of mcdonald's right yeah i worked That's at mcdonald's and, and you when i worked there in when i was in college Hamburgers were fifteen cents. French fries were ten cents. It was pretty cool. <laughs> but that, but that explains the buying power, yeah. right? All right. Wow. So if you own you own ten stocks from your parents that were at one dollar, you have buying power. Now you have no buying power because what is it, four or five dollars for a hamburger? I mean, I go here sometimes to uh, to uh, Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I'm just amazed. First, I'm amazed that people stand in line to get a coffee, and then you look at the prices. The coffee is good, so I'm not saying anything bad about Starbucks. <laughs> but I mean, you you don't buy much coffee for a dollar. No, no. So that's so that's buying power. You have the money, but what can you do with it? Right now, because of inflation, buying power goes down very fast. Okay, here is a final question. I keep saying final, but they keep coming in from Sally. She's in Southern California. Can you ask your guest with all oh, those? Exper- that still exists. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're still there. I mean, kind of, you know, sort of. They're all driving around on electric cars or something. Um, with with all of your guests' experience in the world and finance, where does he think is the very best pl- country to live in today? Now, that's a good question for a, a worldly guy like you. What do you think? Well, I first of all, I get questions, where should we go when the nuclear war starts? Right. So I have a house in Israel, and I think Israel's very safe because... Uh, actually, no. If the world is not watching, nobody starts up with Israel because they <laughs> take a lot of no, stuff. no. They finish a war in two days, but they're not allowed to do it because the United States stops them. So nobody will do that when there's a nuclear war. And thank God, my wife is from Brazil, so I can go to Brazil. So that's a question. I don't know where to go. The best country to live depends on 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 what basis. I am from the Netherlands, and the numbers say that the dutch people i think together with the people in in norway are the happiest people in the world Hmm. and and if you really don't have much money it doesn't make a difference the uh, the difference between the mediocre good and bad is very small and the uh, the way that they they take care of you if you have no money it's really there's no danger for a dutch citizen to get in trouble really in trouble because if the rent is too much, they help you with the rent, and they help you with all kinds of stuff. Now the gas was expensive, so they gave everybody a bonus uh, to make for the gas. That so they really take care of the people. It's half socialism. Sure, it's not as bad as as the Marx system in the United States. <laughs> it's much better than the Marx system in the United States. Uh, it's not it's socialism. There's no big difference in income which usually makes people more happy because you don't look at the neighbors as why does he have two nice cars and I have a bike. Uh, so I, my feeling, and I grew up like that, is that you're much more happy with what you have. Hmm. So it's not how much you have, it depends on if you are happy with what you have. So people are much more happy over there. And so that's a country I, and uh, we have the same problems in the United States. Not that you think you can vote as an American, like you can do here from you come to the border. Right. But, but, but you can you can get in there, it's not too difficult. Yeah, I've seen some of the stats on uh, lifestyle and, and happiness, and that part of the world seems to be right up there with happiness level in Eastern Europe, Eastern European, right? Eastern European countries. Yeah. So, so why do we always speak about the American dream? I mean, it makes people crazy. They have ten days vacation a year, so they should forget that. But no, there are other ways of being happy, not the American dream. Right. So, uh, indeed, you know, a little bit socialism is good, but not the Marxism we're having in the United States. Well, I don't even know what you call this stuff, Charles, in this country. I, I don't, there's not even a word for it. Marxist? No, but I, I think that people in charge that like Marxism and they say, well, they screwed up. It mm. has a bad history, but we're so clever, we're not going to screw up with Marxism. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, well, good luck with that. Mr. Nenner, thanks for coming on. It's always fun talking to you. CharlesNenner.com is where you find him, right? CharlesNenner.com. And uh, you take care of yourself. My best to your wife and tell her. Uh, Thank I'm, you. I'm glad she's taking care of you, keeping you out of trouble. She does. She does. <laughs> I know she does. <laughs> All right, sir. Thank you, brother. Take care. You're welcome. Bye bye. May the blessings be. 
Charles Denham, he's a fun guy, huh? That's a different way to do the whole thing. And it is, I just love it. He doesn't know. I don't know why it's going up, but it's going up. <laughs> I don't know about why. All right, we're going to go take a break, and we will see you tomorrow with Adam Bergstrom. Thanks for your ongoing support. If there's anything I can do to help you uh, with any of our products, information, if you want to do a coaching session with me, we're doing those on donation now to help you kind of get out of one. If you get stuck, stuck in the mud, in the med, in the head mud or the soul mud, just email me, patrick1radionetwork.com. I enjoy doing them. Let me know. We'll see you tomorrow with Adam Brooks, Jim. Take care of yourself and stay out of trouble. Now. From the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. <laughs>